Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the rational optimist, how prosperity evolves. This book answers the question, how did the world become so prosperous? Speaking of prosperity, we all more or less experience prosperity since we live in the information age. Wherever we go, there are convenient means of transport to choose from. Supermarkets are full of goods from all over the world. There are various restaurants on the streets whenever we want to eat. If we open WhatsApp or Facebook, we can see posts and interact with people from around the world. Virtually every human need and desire has been satisfied in this age. We live in a period of prosperity, comfort, and convenience that is unprecedented in human history. So how did the world become so prosperous? The answer is through exchange, says the author of today's book, the popular science writer Matt Ridley. Through exchange, humans discovered the advantages they gained through the division of labor. The emergence of specialization in turn promoted technological innovation, made specialization more efficient and convenient, and resulted in further exchange. In the end, exchange, specialization, and the innovation that emerged from them allowed the human species to create a prosperous world in just a few hundred thousand years. Is exchange really so magical? It's often said that any conclusion should be supported by factual evidence. The book we're unlocking today is filled with Ridley's evidence of the points mentioned earlier. To back up his argument, Ridley collected and analyzed a vast collection of historical materials covering the entire history of mankind. From the Stone Age to the Information Age, from hundreds of thousands of years ago to the 21st century. In this book, you'll learn why Ridley says exchange is the root cause of prosperity and gain a clear understanding of economics and the evolutionary history of mankind. The book helps us understand how the world works and provides us with a richer perspective on our life. Moreover, the historical stories in the book are excellent fodder for conversation since they are often funny. Before we get started, let's get to know the author of this book. Matt Ridley is a popular science writer with a PhD in zoology from Oxford University. He is a former column editor of The Economist and is known for his work in science, environmental science, and economics. His books have been shortlisted for six literary awards including the Los Angeles Times Book Prize and the Best Science Book Award from the U.S. National Academy of Sciences. His works include Genome, The Agile Gene, and The Red Queen. He lives in Luxembourg and serves as the chairman of the International Center for Life. We'll present Ridley's history of human economic progress from three aspects. Part 1, The Starting Point of Human Economic Development. Part 2, Turning Points that Led the World to Prosperity. Part 3, Different Views of a World on Its Way to Prosperity. Let's start with the first part, the starting point of human economic development. As we mentioned at the beginning, exchange is the foundation of human economic development. Ridley directly quotes the anthropologist Richard Wrangham who argues that humans exchanged things because of cooking. The advent of cooking allowed humans to develop larger brains fed by high-energy diets and promoted the division of labor and exchange. As it took a large amount of time to hunt and cook, some humans became specialized in hunting, while others specialized in collecting, 
preparing, and cooking food. As a result, exchanges occurred. These exchanges initially occurred between the sexes. In primitive hunter-gatherer societies, men hunted for animals, and women and children gathered and cooked the food. It was an inexorable law that everyone obeyed. As soon as people started looking for food, men and women divided the work like this. Why is that? Anthropologists have put forward several hypotheses, such as the need for women to care for children because human childhood is incredibly long. Another theory looks at the division of labor between sexes from a nutritional perspective. It argues that women tend to gather carbohydrates from reliable sources, while men prefer hunting for valuable proteins. Unfortunately, there is no concrete evidence to support either hypothesis. Of course, exchange between the sexes alone is certainly not enough to explain why humans are the world's leading species. Exchanges between sexes or within groups also occur in other species. So, what makes humans stand out? Ridley claims it is their further evolution from trading between sexes to trading with strangers. This is the biggest difference between human beings and other species and the root cause of human economic development. Other than humans, no exchange between strangers of two different species has ever been observed. Dogs do not give a fair exchange of bones to another dog. Strange chimpanzees fight whenever they meet. Ants swap jobs only because they belong to the same family. Ridley's explanation for why humans alone have developed exchanges with strangers is that humans have oxytocin, a hormone associated with trust and empathy that makes them better than other species at identifying trustworthy strangers. First, let's talk about oxytocin. Oxytocin is a chemical that makes mammals like and trust each other. Studies have shown that bumping, touching, or other simple acts of kindness in humans cause the recipient's brain to release oxytocin. For example, the first time we make contact with a stranger, we usually do one thing to make a good impression, smile. Smiling makes a good impression because the simple act of smiling releases oxytocin in the other person's brain. And this chemical which makes people feel good is one of the necessary conditions for a successful exchange between strangers. In 2004, the neuroeconomist Paul Zak and his colleagues recruited 194 men to conduct an experiment on oxytocin. In the experiment, participants were divided into investors and trustees. Half of the investors received a spray of oxytocin under their noses. In contrast, the other half were given a placebo. The game's rule was that the investor got 12 monetary units and knew that if he gave some to the trustee, the amount would quadruple, meaning that 12 monetary units would turn into 48. After receiving the money, the trustee could choose to repay some of it to the investor or not. So, how much the investor trusted the trustee would determine how much he would give to the trustee. The result? In the end, the investors sprayed with oxytocin gave out 17% more money. They were twice as likely to give out all of their monetary units than the control group. It's not hard to see how oxytocin can promote trust between humans. Having said that, let's return to the conclusion that humans are good at identifying trustworthy strangers. How does this happen? The economist Robert Frank once conducted an experiment. Participants first spent half an hour in group conversations with three other people. After the conversation, 
the participants would go into a separate room and play the prisoner's dilemma game with each person they spoke with. In the game, two players need to choose whether to cooperate and obtain mutual gains or betray the other and selfishly win a gain if the other player cooperates. Participants were asked to fill out a form saying whether they would cooperate or betray, and make a judgment about which of the three players in their previous conversation would cooperate and which would betray. The final results showed that of those players who were predicted to cooperate with the others, 81% of them chose to cooperate. As it turns out, humans are really good at identifying trustworthy strangers. The presence of oxytocin in humans along with their ability to recognize trustworthy people has played a crucial role in human economic development by allowing humans to learn how to treat strangers as partners rather than enemies. It seems that exchanges between strangers continued because humans have a biological instinct to trust each other. However, Ridley believes it may not be as simple as that. This human biological instinct was only a start. It made exchange between strangers possible, but exchange continued to develop because people perceived its advantages. In turn, this encouraged natural selection to favor those humans whose brains were good at trust and compassion. In Ridley's view, the benefits of exchange are twofold, it saves time and manufactures virtue. Why does exchange save time? Let's look at an example. If your daily job is to make hooks and catch fish, it takes you three hours to make a hook and four hours to catch a fish. Your neighbor makes hooks and catches fish just like you do, but he's a little better at fishing, so it takes him four hours to make a hook and three hours to catch a fish. If you're both self-sufficient, you'll need to work seven hours a day. But what if you're used to exchanging things? You can make two hooks a day and trade one hook for your neighbor's fish. Your neighbor can catch two fish a day and give you one fish for one hook. Then both of you only have to work for six hours, with you producing two hooks and your neighbor catching two fish. Compared to the previous schedule, you'll each have an hour of free time. That's the beauty of exchange. Besides, the more we continue to do something, the better we get at it. Through the process of specialization, you will become more efficient at making hooks and your neighbor will catch more fish. Therefore, both of you will earn more free time in the future. Now, let's look at the manufacture of virtue. Why does exchange create virtue? Imagine going to the supermarket to buy something. Would you hesitate for fear that the store would give you something fake, or would you willingly pay for it? In most cases, you'll be ready to pay the bill. Why is that? This is because you know the shop owner won't easily cheat you. After all, he or she knows that the cost of cheating you is quite high. In modern society, there are countless guarantors of trust behind every transaction, such as consumer protection laws, product quality inspection standards, warranty standards, brand reputation, and so on. Rules based on these factors ensure the security of every transaction and establish regularity in business operations across society. When discussing the establishment of rules, we have to consider the role of innovation. The continuous evolution of exchange and trade creates innovation, which in turn produces new technologies and novel institutional rules. That is to say, the specialization brought about by exchange gives people the time, capital, and markets they need to continuously innovate. And the formation of professional fields gives them an incentive to create new rules. Well, that's the first part of this bookie.
Let's do a quick review. First, as a result of learning how to cook, exchange between humans at first occurred between sexes. It later evolved into exchanges among strangers due to the effects of oxytocin in humans and their related ability to recognize trust. The emergence of exchange resulted in two significant benefits, time savings and the manufacture of virtue. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.